In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this was what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way for the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruit, meat for repentance. And think not to say to yourself, We have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today, we are resuming our study in the Acts according to the Apostles. Now, last week, uh, we read chapter 10, which dealt with Peter seeing the vision of the sheet and the unclean animals, and the Lord tells him to to eat, and he says, I'm not going to do that, and he says, don't call common what I've made clean, and you got it. This whole thing develops where God is showing Peter that he is bringing the Gentiles into the kingdom. And so what we have here, we're going to read chapters 11 and 12 today. In chapter 11, Peter's kind of dealing with some uh, Jewish resistance about him spending time with Gentiles. And he has to explain to them all these things. And in chapter 12 is this wild story of Peter being imprisoned. And then an angel showing up and busting him out of jail. So it's it's a kind of a wild and interesting story. Uh, I did my uh, pre-reading last night, and I used the King James Bible, so that is what we're going to use this morning. All right. With that backdrop, let's begin and see what the Word of God has to say for us this morning. Acts chapter 11, King James Bible. Verse 1. And the apostles and the brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him, saying, Thou wentest in to men uncircumcised, and didst eat with them? But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning, and expounded it by order unto them, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying. And in a trance, and I saw a vision, a certain vessel descended, 
as it had been a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me, upon the which I had fastened my eyes, and I considered, and I saw four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay, and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, thou call not thou common. And this was done three times, and all were drawn up again unto heaven. And behold, immediately there were three men already come unto the house where I was sent, where I was sent from Caesarea unto me. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them, as on us at the beginning. And then I remembered the words of the Lord, how he, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them the like the gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? And when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Now, they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice to Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none, but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who, when he came, had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be great dearth throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Please note, uh, the King James, it, it says there'll be great dearth throughout all the world. Uh, I believe it's dealing with famine is what that word is uh, trying to get across. Verse 29, Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. 
which also they did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Chapter 12 Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then there were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quartans of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Alright, please note. A couple things to take uh, note of. So we have James, the brother of John. Uh, he is executed by the king. And sadly, the wicked, unbelieving Jews at the time found that pleasurable. And so uh, King Herod thought, oh, good. Well, then uh, maybe I should attempt to also kill Peter, who's kind of like the ringleader of all this. And that'll really please him. This is all going on during the Days of Unleavened Bread. So past the, you know, the Passover feast, people would have been gathered there. Uh, would have, you know, it's, it's by far the largest and most uh, celebrated feast as far as the sojourning feast. And so that's his intent now is to apprehend Peter and to have him also executed. Now, the King James Bible, and I'm sure many others... Uh, do what I would call an error here, and they translate uh, this Easter. It's in Greek. It's actually uh, the word Pascha, Pascha, and of course we know in Hebrew it's Pesach, and it's it's referring to Passover. But they, well, I don't have anything other to say about it other than many Bibles translated Easter I think it should be Passover and it's my personal opinion and who am I I'm just a man right um, my opinions don't trump the church in large and church history and church fathers and greater men and warriors for the gospel and the kingdom of God than myself uh, I just think that we should be calling it Passover personally um, because that's what it is. <laughs> Number one, uh, Jesus was the Passover lamb. I mean, it. I don't understand why they felt the need to try to, to capitulate to pagan culture and embrace the word Easter. And uh, but you know, it is what it is. So I just bring that up not to start a big thing. Uh, and there's no reason to come to the comment sections and have a big discussion about it. The word is Passover, and that's exactly what the time was, and that's what it should be called, in my opinion. Moving forward, verse 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Please note, that's extremely important. So Peter's arrested, and the church's response is to seek God continually until it's resolved, right? Peter was therefore kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. 
bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept in prison. Please know how worried is Peter right now? He's, he's, he's chained up between two soldiers and he's just taking a nap. Not worried at all. Verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did, and he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out, and he followed him, and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought that he saw a vision. Okay, please note. So this angel shows up, hits Peter in the side, says, get up, we're getting out of here. Peter's chains just miraculously fall off of him. This is incredible. And the angel says, you know, follow me, and leads him out of the city. And Peter thinks, well, I'm just having a vision, right? <laughs> he doesn't even understand that this is a real, this is happening in real time. Verse 10, and when they were passed, the first and the second ward, they came into the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of surety that the Lord hath sent his angel, and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gates. And they said unto, their, unto her, Thou were mad. But she constantly affirmed that it is and was even so. And then they said, It is his angel. Please note, that's also kind of bizarre. It kind of shows kind of the thinking right it, here's what here's what i get from this and this is this isn't much but the christians at that time must have believed that people had an angel maybe this is kind of where the thinking that people have a guardian angel has come from or something like that because the rhodus saying uh, peter's at the door they're inside praying that he would be released they must not believe that their prayer is going to come to pass because she's saying he's at the door and they're like, you're out of your mind. And then she's like, no, really, it's him. And they're like, well, it can't be him. It must be his angel. Interesting. Verse 16. But Peter continued knocking. When they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison and he said, Go, show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers what was become of Peter. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea, from Judea to Caesarea and there abode. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and of Sidon. But they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus the king chamberlain their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. 
And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel and sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a god and not of a man. Please note. Remember, there's, a, there's basically famine going on in the world right now, so things are difficult. Herod visits Tyrian Sidon. They want peace. They don't want any trouble. So when he sits down on the throne, they, just to appease him, start chanting, It is the voice of a god and not of a man. Okay? They're basically calling him deity, which we're going to read here. He finds very delightful, but to his own demise. And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal peril, and he sat upon the throne, and he made ordination to them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a god and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. But the word of God grew and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem. And when they had fulfilled their ministry, and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. And that is the end of our study for this morning. You know, when I read things like this, angels busting people out of jail, King Herod not giving glory to God, so he just falls over dead being eaten by worms. Amazing. And I feel like Habakkuk sometimes. You know, I, I'm not going to pull up the book of Habakkuk, so I'll just paraphrase. But basically Habakkuk He's saying, I've heard the report of all the things that you've done in the past, you know, these great feats, these great miracles you've done. He's likely referring to uh, the Red Sea and, and just, you know, the plagues upon Egypt, all these amazing things that God has done. And he's saying, do those things, do your works in our day and in our generation. So that's kind of my prayer, Lord, do your works in our day. And may the kingdom of God be exalted and the name of Jesus Christ be exalted above every name. Thanks for listening, friends. Thank you to those of you who've recently supported the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It means more to me than you could possibly know. I'm very, very grateful. And as always, it's far beyond what I deserve to do this work. This, this podcast is my great privilege. And I'm grateful. Grateful for all of you and grateful for the opportunity. Thanks for listening. I pray you've been blessed and your hearts have been pierced. Lord willing, I'll be back with you again on Friday. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.